Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Lynn Ryan. After finding herself at the kitchen counter surrounded by chocolate bar wrappers, 70 pounds overweight, hypothyroid, and clinically depressed, Lynn had a moment of deep awareness that left her with the sad realization that she had been betraying her own self and health for years and years. Through this realization, she carefully began navigating the uncharted territories of self-care and learned what honoring herself really looked like. A year later, she was at her ideal weight in great health, empowered, and inspired. Being a science nerd at heart, she began studying how stress leads to both weight gain and chronic disease. Now, as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Whole30 coach, and PVT coach, she specializes in helping women transform their bodies, minds, and their relationships with food so that they can live in the healthy, radiant body that reflects their true authenticity, power, and worthiness. And I'm so excited to introduce you to my next guest, Lynn Ryan. You're going to hear about the role eating and weight can can play to mask and help us manage difficult emotions. You're also going to hear what can happen when we take those emotions and look at them head on and what transformation can look like. If you're struggling with your weight and health, you're going to love this episode. Here's Lynn. Okay, everybody, you are in for such a treat because we have Lynn Ryan with us today and she's going to be talking about weight and the betrayer in the mirror. We have so much to dive into. Welcome, Lynn. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So glad to have you. You know, I, first of all, I just love that title and people are going to wonder where that's coming from. So how did you become, let's talk about stress and weight and how they're interrelated and all things having to do with why we gain weight and why we may have trouble losing it and all of that. Can we just dive in and start right there? Sure. Um, well, basically this all came because of my personal story, but we definitely don't need to get into that right yet. But yeah, stress. Well, we do weight. want to get into that. And we I know my, I know okay. my, okay. Okay. Then let's start there then. Okay. So personally, I always had a super sweet tooth, which was not a big deal because I always exercised and, you know, and I was always able to keep my weight under control until I got a diagnosis of hypothyroidism then that slowed things down. And then I got married, then I had two children, and, again, and then I started note and got, oh, actually, and got diagnosed with clinical depression. Then I started noticing the weight slowly creeping on. And it was really insidious. And, and before you even go further with that, was there, do, tell me the, do you remember the, the moods or the experiences or what was going on that would, that would tie it with the, the change in weight? You know, I think at that point in our lives, for many of us, it's a super, super stressful time. Um, you know, everybody's working on their careers. A lot of us are raising young children. Um, maybe we have aging parents. You know, we're starting to see the effects of the choices that we've made early in our life, like the physical things, like perhaps like things like depression and hypothyroidism, etc. Um, and I think that sort of can set the stage for the stress, that the external stresses that are coming at us. Um, usually at this point in time, I find we're not necessarily looking at the internal stresses. But I think a lot of times we end up putting ourselves last. In, in that at that particular point in our life and um, it just starts to create the perfect storm for me uh, I don't know if you're if you're if you know much about this but I've 
figured out that I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm empathic. And yeah, you're, you're talking, you, first of all, I'm a highly sensitive empath too. Welcome to the group. And, and, I, and I have a feeling, and I would love to know from the listeners, how many of you are empaths, are highly sensitive, and we're, we're wired differently. And here's the thing too, you know, it's so interesting. I actually have a chapter in, in my new book dedicated just to empaths because I don't know if you found this to be the case, but before you know you're an empath, you think you're crazy. Like, why am I so sensitive? What's wrong with me? Did you experience that? I, like literally for years, didn't really understand, had such a problem with discernment like trying to figure out what the hell am I feeling and suffering from debilitating anxiety, which now I understand that intuition and sensitivity that comes with being empathic or highly sensitive also comes with a huge sensory gating issue that creates anxiety. So it just magnifies everything that's going on in your life. All your stresses are totally magnified by that. And you know, the way I explain it is if someone who's an empath, I, I, I picture some people who, you know, they may have like, if we, if we're not an empath, we have some layers of bubble wrap on as just a way to protect ourselves. And the empath has none, none. That's so a great way. There's mm -hmm. really, there's, you know, there, there's such little protection. And what's so interesting is it's so common for an empath to go into the health and healing fields because that's, that's just absolutely, you know, what we're, what we're drawn to. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Go on with your story. That's okay. <laughs> it's a super interesting, we could do a whole other podcast on that because there's so much to talk about on that. It's, 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 it's crazy how much that will affect our lives, that whole thing. But I think with, with all of that stuff, um, where it happened for me, where the stress and weight started happening for me is it was obviously a coping mechanism, right? And I didn't know this at the time. Don't get me wrong. I was not in tune with this at the time. It was all very unconscious, which I find with my clients, it is a lot of time, very unconscious. And we do things like we justify and we dissociate and we deny and when things are really, when things are really, really stressful, and I want to preface something too. I mean, my, I have to be honest that my marriage was struggling at that time too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and relationships are super complicated. I get it. But I think for me, there was this perfect storm of thinking something was wrong with me because of the sensitivity, um, having a sweet tooth, feeling stressed, feeling depressed, having the hype, having all these things stacked up against me that just started breaking me down um, inside out. So I was feeling not worthy. I was feeling unloved, not important. I was full of shame and guilt because I was secretly eating and hiding food and buying chocolate chips with the true intention of these are for the kids, I'm going to make cookies, and then I would snarf down that bag of chocolate chips, hide the wrapper in the garbage can, and, you know, and then have this whole thing of shame and guilt. So and I you think, know what, and I want to stop you here again, too, because so often, you know, when you look at what was going on in your life, 
right? We're so quick to be so angry and judgmental and critical of ourselves. But think about it. This is this was your way to self-soothe. This was your way of temporarily making it feel better. So food is so accessible. You know, we're using things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior to numb calm, relax from our problems or our pain. And that's what was going on. So I just want, you know, I'm always in the minds of my listeners and, and, and I know they're so hard on themselves because they're doing that too. Many of them may be doing that too, but it's a, it was the best option we had at the time, what was available to us given yeah. our state of consciousness right back then. It's the unconscious protector. And, and that's what I wanted to say. And again, not something I realized at the time but I think I had chosen to abandon myself just to, tr I was trying to cope. It was all I could do. I needed to play small. I needed to kind of be invisible. I needed to not rock the boat within my marriage. I needed to just survive. And I think on a deep, deep unconscious level, you know, we have a protector inside that's going to protect us and help soothe us and help keep us to where it thinks we need to be, even at the expense of our true and authentic self. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. But I want to go back to something you just said about playing small and staying safe. Where did that come from? Was that something that you were taught? Was that something that you picked up within your marriage? Which is, is that just something you, you know, you, you taught yourself? Where'd that come from? I think I, I think it came from my marriage and I think I taught myself because I could not get control of this eating situation. So I just degraded my self-esteem, my self-worth. There's something wrong with me. I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. Played the whole beat myself up shame game mm -hmm. and didn't feel I was worth it. And then you get, I got to the actual point where I thought, you know, that my husband was doing me a favor by staying with me and my kids need deserved a better mother. And it just went down this terrible rabbit hole. So no kidding, unconsciously, something stepped in to protect me and it kept me there. And, and that was fine. That was, it was a beautiful thing. And I think when our unconscious protector does step in, it's really important that we, like you said, that we not get angry and we have, intense compassion for ourselves because this is just a protective protective mechanism to keep us safe at the time when we think we need to be safe right so and what my, happened well my story shifted i don't and you know what you can call it a god thing you can call it a universe thing but i was just it was just after halloween i was literally sitting at the kitchen counter warfing down little chocolate bars mm -hmm. and there's a little pile of wrappers and something just knocked me on the head and i was like oh my God, I am the one that's putting these in my mouth. I am literally picking them up, unwrapping them and put them in my own mouth. And then I'm hating myself for it. Oh my gosh. It was this huge, just aha moment. And I sat there and, and I remember, I'll, I'll never forget, this was like a long, 15 years ago, but the thoughts came flooding in, the fear, the absolute terrifying fear about what would happen if I started taking care of myself, what would happen if I was who I used to be? Who I used to be when I was a kid and when I was high school and I was ready to take on the world and I was, every, you know, strong and vibrant and loving. Like what? And it terrified me. It terrified me. You know, I it's thought, so, I, it's I so thought, brilliant. They're just going to fall apart. Yeah. everything's going to fall apart. Like there's so much unknown stuff. Will I be rejected by my friends? Am I too much? 
like what's gonna happen i did not know it was terrifying but as you know and even before that and i'm gonna stop you again okay chills when you said that right now because if i tell you back in the days when i was helping people with weight loss and emotional eating and all of that how many times they would say like they would come to me saying yeah debbie i don't know what it is i'll lose i don't know 25 30 pounds and i gain it back now at that point i know it's not about the food it's always about something else mm-hmm. and i re- and then i would say what happens when you lose 25 30 pounds well i feel good i feel confident i feel and then you see the deer in the headlights and, and i would stop them what's that what's that and that's when they realize, oh my gosh, I self, I sabotage myself because I'm afraid of what will happen if I feel good. You'll want more because you deserve more. You deserve to be accepted for being your true authentic self. And that is a huge, huge step into the unknown. And and if and you know through that whole thing you lose integrity with yourself and you need to build back that integrity and once you have that there's nothing stopping you except this absolute stopped you dead in your tracks fear so i remember making a choice that day and i remember saying that like i i literally could not think one week down the road or it would just, I could feel myself going in the stress response. I could feel myself wanting to jump out of my skin with fear. I would feel myself wanting to just eat something or, you know, just abandon this. But as you know, and as we all know, once you become aware of something, there's no becoming unaware. And sometimes that really sucks <laughs> because you'd like to forget it. Yeah. But once you become aware, you can't. And I just had this huge awareness that I was abandoning myself. And so literally it was bite by bite, meal by meal, moment by moment. I couldn't even think, you know how you say, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month, or I'm going to lose five pounds this month, or next week I'm going to, I couldn't even do that. I literally went half a pound by half a pound is what I went, and day by day, moment by moment. And there were a bunch of things I had to do. And before you get to what you had to do, because I want to, I want to walk everybody through it because I'm sure there are people listening right now that are very familiar with that fear. How did you walk through that fear when you met it head on? What did you do? Because a lot of people at that moment would say, "Mm -mm, it's too big. It's too big. Forget it. Well, it's, it might sound a bit woo woo and, and flaky, but it was really true. I mean, it, literally, it was about staying in the exact moment. I could not think further. All I, all I thought was, I'm just almost like the Alcoholics Anonymous thing. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to do is make the next best choice, the next best decision. And, I, and what I did is, I, <laughs> you're going to laugh, and this goes against pretty much 99% of all nutrition advice out there, and I will hold my ground to this. Mm-hmm. There was no moderation in my life at that point in time because of the stress of, because that added a whole other bunch of stress on it. Everything needed to be super simple. Everything became about me, about from when I would brush my teeth in the morning, I would be doing it going, well, I am going to take care of my teeth. When I made my coffee, I'm going to say, I'm going to use my beautiful mug and I'm going to enjoy my coffee. 
Um, when I read your stuff, because for those that don't know, I, I am a PBT coach. We are beyond excited to have Lynn join us as a certified <laughs> PBT I, coach. When I read your stuff, I was like, yeah, she is totally bang on. This is exactly what I needed to do. I started a gratitude list. Didn't know about a gratitude list. I tried journaling. I'm like, no, I can't journal. It's too depressing. I'm just telling all these horrible things that I feel about myself. But I started writing a gratitude list. And I started playing a game with my kids too about what are the 10 things that you love about yourself? And honestly, I play this with all my girlfriends too. Every dinner party I have, this is the game we play. And I'll tell you right now, 99% of people can't do it. They struggle with finding things they love about themselves. And I'm not talking about being grateful for your car. I'm mm -hmm. talking about you like, or me, what I was grateful for me. And um, the PBT Institute has a document called Bridging that helps with this. And, and this is exactly true. I mean, sometimes you say these things to yourself, these so-called affirmations, or the, you're trying to find something you're grateful for in these situations, and it's beyond you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to be you have to dig really deep. And it might seem obvious to you, but you have to find something that is true for you like what was true for me and always been true for me is that I love to learn okay I'm grateful that I love to learn mm -hmm. something else that I knew because I was making this step was okay I, I am aware I'm grateful that I am aware mm -hmm. and it started little literally like that and I've kept this list on this piece of paper and if you guys ever join into my class on the PBT Institute, I will literally show it to you. It's now 15 years old and uh, I can show it to you. But I think I, you just want to on this. Yeah, and, and I want to explain what the bridges are. And I came up with the idea of bridges because affirmations, I love the idea of them, but I never really, it didn't work for me and I couldn't figure out why. And one day it hit me on the head. I was like, you know what? I don't believe what I'm telling myself, because, and here's an example. Let's say there's a morbidly obese um, woman and she, let's just say 300 pounds. And she looks in the mirror and she says, I'm a lean, mean fighting machine. And then her mind says, no, you're not. And it kicks it right out. And what a bridge is, is nothing more than a believable statement that you can say and un until you start believing that, because here's what happens. And this is just a real quick lesson for everybody. We have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day, but 80% are negative, could be more, right? And if you're, if you've said, let's just say I'm so fat. If you've said that enough times, you know, take a low number, 30,000, 40,000 times in some way, shape or form throughout your day. Your life represents that in the choices you make and the things you do and whatever. So what the bridge would be, let's say an example like that is, I'm eating healthier every day. Of course, if it's true, I'm eating healthier every day. And you say that enough times until you start believing it and you're actually rewiring the brain. And anyway, that's what Lynn was talking about just now. So, yeah. so give us an idea of some of, the, some of the bridges you used that really helped you. Oh my gosh, I wish I had my folder. Um, <laughs> I have my daily practice folder that I still use. Uh, just bridges that I use, like, like I said, just things that I knew for sure. Like, okay, you have your degree. You always like to learn. Okay, I like to learn. Like it was literally, okay, and I came this awareness. I'm grateful for my awareness. I had a spiritual belief at that time. So I was grateful for being divinely loved and guided. Mm -hmm. um, 
like I'm grateful. And then you can always start easy. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for the opportunity to love them. I'm grateful to be loved. You know, whatever I could find, like literally, like you said, Deb, whatever, whatever you could, whatever I could find, I'm grateful that I, you know, like vegetables, silly things, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you can just grab onto anything, but you just have to start building your foundation somewhere and, and you need to start, I shouldn't say you need, I should say what I did is I really found everything Everything I did, I did with the intention of caring for myself for as best as I could. Of course, you know, you're moving through your day fairly quickly if you're working and things like that and things get away. But whenever I could remember that, I would bring it back to self-care. I do remember, like I'm not going to kid you, I remember many, many times feeling like I could literally jump out of my skin, mm. like jump out of my skin with anxiety and wanting to be so fearful and go back. But I liken it to standing on the edge of a cliff and there's a line behind you and you don't know what's when you jump off, but you can't go back, but you don't want to jump off. So you just stand there. <laughs> and freak out until mm -hmm. you can kind of have a plan as to what to go. But at some point, you're going to step off into the unknown. And I love that reference. I love that. And in my first TEDx, I talk about when the pain, uh, when, the, when the pain of familiar becomes greater than the fear of the unknown, that's when you jump. Perfect. Yeah. And it, it sounds like that the pain of where you were became so great that even though it was unfamiliar, this, this new uh, version of you that would be confident and feeling good and filled with self-care and self-love and treating yourself the way you treat anybody else, that's when, that's when you moved into it. So when you started believing it, you started believing the, the, the bridges and it was really working for you, how did your life change? What did it lead to? Wow. Well, uh, my worst dreams came true. My worst fears came true. My marriage fell apart. Uh, that was terrible because that's the last thing that I wanted to do was wound my children through all this and wound my husband, um, but that fell apart. Um, I lost 70 pounds. <laughs> I've kept it off for 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, I went back to school. I started a new life. Um, you know, I, I, I went back to school because, and I want to get into this a little bit, because I'm, I, as a, I'm a PBT coach, which I love because it handles the whole emotional, mental, spiritual aspect of this. But then I also am an FDN, as Dr. Silber is as well. And explain and what I, an FDN is, please. Oh, an FDN, it's a big mouthful. It's functional diagnostic nutrition and what that means is that we we still look at things functionally which is a fancy word for holistically so we still look at the whole body and everything but we go deeper we go really deeper into the underlying we look at we run functional lab testing to kind of really see what's underlying and what are the hidden causes that may be holding you back so case in point, I can eat whatever the heck 
however healthy I want to eat, but I'm hypothyroid. If I don't have that under control, nothing I'm going to do is going to work. If I am inflamed in any way, and this happens a lot with my clients, I'll find that they're doing everything right, but they're not losing weight. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at two things. Then we look at mindset, and then we also look at what's going on. Are you full of heavy metals? Do you have pathogens? Is your gut destroyed? Do you, are you in, like, what is going on? Is your thyroid pooched? Is, are your hormones imbalanced and pooched? So that's what we do as, as an FDM. And I, and I love that. And I, I want to just address something too that you said so often, even if we're eating a beautiful diet, first of all, it may not be the right one for you. And you would be able to know that, Lynn. And the other thing is so often it could be the right diet for you. And still the body is hanging on to that weight. And I remember seeing so many clients with this where they were so frustrated and it was, and what it really was, was when there was something going on, it's almost as if that weight is saying, oh, no, 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 it's not safe to let this go. And just how when we're young, we hide behind mom's leg for protection, that weight is causing the same thing. So if you're finding there's so much resistance and you're working so hard, here's where someone like Lynn is so amazing at helping you discern and discover what it really could be because you could be eating beautifully and it's not a matter of eating less or eating even eating something else the mindset piece is huge so i'm so glad you brought that up yeah like, yeah the mindset and the underlying thing like if you are inflamed you are not going to lose weight yeah you know, you're just not you're not going to lose it healthy i guess if you starve yourself you you will lose weight but you that's know, that, that's and, and you won't keep it off. Yeah, that's that skinny fat, right? And you know what? Something else you said too, when when you lost the weight, you went back to school. You know, it's like you you, you start. It sounds like you started this new life. This is so common. It's you know, the one step always reveals the next. You know, where you you think it's just like okay, I'll just lose the weight and and it'll just be the same me in that thinner body, but that's never the case. When you're doing the mental, emotional work that goes along with the physical changes, you, you know, it, it could be definitely a new business, a new venture, a new interest. I, and that's so common. So it sounds like that's what happened with you. Yeah, I know. I wish you had had your stuff done when I was going through this instead <laughs> of me having to like navigate the uncharted waters myself. <laughs> So, so that so was basically it. it. I yeah. stopped. I chose that I was not going to abandon myself. I promised myself, I said, I will not abandon myself ever again. I will not betray my soul. I will not betray myself. And that's, you know, you talk about the, uh, the betrayer in the mirror. Let's go into that a little bit. What do you mean? I mean, exactly that. I mean, I think when we abandon ourselves, and I'm not saying it's conscious, I'm not saying it's conscious. Maybe it can be in some choices if someone consciously decides to just shut down. But I think when we unconsciously or consciously abandon ourselves in some way, when we give up, when we play small, when we deny, when we dissociate, when we justify, when we're not willing to look at something, then I think we're starting to betray ourselves and what will always happen then, there are two things that will happen. That unconscious protector will come 
and it will help protect you. If you're not going to protect yourself, it will. Mm. But that is a deep unconscious thing and it's also a huge self-sabotageure. And the other thing that will happen is that you will have a physiological massive stress response that will not end well. <laughs> you will, if this keeps on going, your body will break down and you will see yourself chronically ill. So that is the betrayal. Yeah, I love that. And and how many times have we we seen that where it's our thoughts that lead to our actions that lead to physical the, the physical manifestation of what you know what the body just couldn't handle and then because of that we feel worse and it's just this big cycle so everyone i hope you're you're realizing how so much of this has to do with first of all what we've been programmed to believe and then what we take on ourselves and fear the fear behind you know and you hear me say it all the time face it feel it heal it and and when we do we face what that fear is and when we move through it we never know what to expect but there's always a new life on the other side yeah. lynn what do you want to make sure everyone I knows just, i just want to yeah. interrupt you one thing one there is one of my favorite uh, worksheets in the betrayal to breakthrough course is the willingness to change and grow and if you're listening to this and you're questioning whether or not you are betraying yourself and you're really curious about that, if you work through that worksheet, I'm sure you will have some really deep insight and you'll be able to shine a light on some of that to see where you are. I just wanted to say that. So that's a brilliant worksheet. Oh, thank you. And, and willingness is the word. I mean, I see if we are unwilling, we go nowhere. And if we have that willingness, it's, it's as if we're, we're ungluing ourselves to everything we believed, everything we thought we had to be stuck to, and we're able to move forward a little bit. So let's dive into what, what do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? Okay. I want to make sure that you guys know what we know what to look for. Um, just so you can see it. So on a, an emotional level, I'm gonna talk about what to look for emotionally. I wanna just touch on what to look for physically. And then I wanna quickly touch on what to eat because this comes to me all the time and it's the bane of my existence. And I just wanna make it really simple because as Deb said earlier, it, there are different, you can, there's no one perfect diet for every person at all times in their life. So we're talking about a crisis situation right now an acute situation is what we're talking about. That's what I want to focus on today. For long, long-term stuff, there are lots of other strategies, but right now, I want to say emotionally, if you are finding yourself falling into negativity, if you're focusing on the product problems, if you're over-consuming the news, if you're angry, if you're apathetic and you're giving up on stuff, if you're procrast procrastinating everything, if you are over giving and being nice, and I don't mean kind, nice, at the expense of kind. <laughs> if you're doing that, if you're, um, those are probably the big emotional ones that I would say, physically what to look for. And a lot of them are obvious and I apologize for them being obvious, but if your sleeping's changing, if you're craving sweet and salty stuff, if your menses are changing, like if you're having bad PMS or your periods have stopped, um, if you're noticing a flare-up of any symptoms of, of stuff you have already, if you're falling into depression, um, if you're noticing anxiety, 
if your if your bowel movements have changed, if you if you think you've lost your focus and you're brain foggy, then and ob the obvious one, if you are exhausted and you can never feel rested, these are all signs that you are in stress overwhelm. And I'm not going to get into the whole physiology bleh, physiology behind stress overwhelm. That's a topic in and of itself, but. Basically, what that means is that you are on a path to A, not lose weight. Oh, the other obviously one is if you're gaining weight or losing weight. Mm -hmm. And that typically is a timeline. Timeline. Often I see with acute trauma, a drop in weight. And then as the adrenals fail, mm -hmm. then we see, and the chronic stress response hitting, then we see a gain in weight. Um, and all of these are just the stress response coming in. If you don't handle it, it will manifest with clinical depression. You will mess up your hormones. You will end up sick. You will end up with autoimmunity. These are, and it gets worse. Cancer, lupus, heart disease, I mean, diabetes. So that's the emotional and physiological things. What I want to quickly touch on now is what to eat and what not to do. And we'll okay. do that quickly because Wait, I- How much time do we have? We have uh, two minutes. Okay. Please don't, at this point in time, try to be complicated. Please don't channel Martha Stewart. Please go buy the roast chicken and the bag of salad at the, at the supermarket. Keep things super simple. Keep things really foundational. Don't do anything fancy. Please drink your water. Um, okay, and here's the big thing. Please don't try keto intermittent fasting, super low carb stuff right now, that's just gonna tank everything for you. Your brain, when you're under stress, your body and your brain uses like 36% more sugar. You need to give it some carbs. What I say to do, eat three meals a day. If you wanna throw, I don't even, like, a lot of people might not even know what carbs are, but think of starchy foods. Um, you can have a little of those, have some, have a fist at every meal, have a half a plate of vegetables at meal. Try to start replacing that packaged food with whole food that doesn't have an ingredient list. And lastly, because I know we're running out of time, do yourself a favor, give yourself a clear path. If there's crap in your house, don't be me. Don't buy the chocolate chips thinking you're going to make them for the kids. Don't kid yourself. Those, that food's addicting and it'll knock you down into depression, just like alcohol will. Just give your, do yourself a favor and try to remove that stuff. And lastly, have compassion and love yourself because you are going through a time. And it's a time of massive learning. It's a time of huge shifts. And just be compassionate with yourself. That's all I have. I just love that. And besides finding you in the PBT Institute membership community, where can everybody learn more about you? Well, I am up in Canada. So I am at reclaimfunctionalhealth.ca or you can just go lynnryan.ca and uh, an info at Lynn Ryan. If you want to email me directly, please have at her. I'm happy to answer questions. And then as soon as this amazing membership site will be on, I will be in there. Absolutely. And we will dive so deep into all of this. And we'll also dive into testing and all sorts of super exciting things that I have planned.
Oh, I can't wait. And Lynn will be teaching these classes twice a week in our membership community. I want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your insight. You helped so many people with what you shared today. Well, I, I, I thank you. I mean, I, I have to realize that that must have been one of the reasons why I went through all this. <laughs> when we use it for good, it's, it's pain well spent. So thank you. And I just so appreciate you. Thank you too, Deb. Have a great day. There were so many things Lynn shared that are so common, yet they're not always talked about. We can look at excess weight as simply a food issue, but if you look a little deeper, maybe that was your subconscious way to keep you safe. Stay in touch with Lynn by going to lynnryan.ca, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Food is an unconscious protector. It's so true. It keeps us from feeling something and can keep us from facing something. I remember working with someone years ago who was using food to prevent facing a traumatic issue that hadn't been dealt with. And I'll never forget her response when I asked her why she was using food in that way. She said, Debbie, I eat so I don't feel because if I feel, I'll stop crying. If I start crying, I'll never stop. Now, if that's what you are doing, please reach out for support because that's just not fair to you and you deserve to break free of the past trauma, the habits, the behaviors that are keeping you in that painful space. Also, your story could be leaving you with some symptoms that need some cleaning up. So take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see what may be lingering in the wake of your betrayal at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And I'm excited to share the PBT Institute membership community with you. Imagine everything. I'm talking everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best community support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive space and place to become your best all online. I'm so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.